put in the simplest terms possible, the task at hand is to choose a primary source and then write a research paper about it. This is Preconstruct, a podcast detailing my process before writing my research paper. In each episode, I'll explain the stage I'm in and make an argument for which aspect is the most challenging. We are currently on stage two, examining my primary source. Disclaimer. I am going off script for the rest of these podcasts. I do have something prepared. I do have a focus. As I mentioned in my introduction, I'm making an argument about what is the most difficult part of the process in this stage. And also like the questions that I have to think about in the back of my mind in this assignment. But I will be keeping it conversational because those are my favorite type of podcasts. Even though I don't really have someone here to talk about what I have, I guess these questions are acting as like a bouncing board of what are like questions and things to keep talking about. And I also want to like say that if the quality kind of goes downhill because of that, on top of the fact that I'm just kind of like having a hard time to record at home, I'm really sorry again. Um, I think I mentioned in my first podcast, it is really hard to do anything under quarantine, but like, I think the one really big thing is that I didn't realize how hard it'd be to do this podcast, which I, which is really on, like, it is hard and, but that's on me because I should have figured like, I'm recording something. I live in a, I'm living back at home, so I'm going to be interrupted over and over again. So like, how is this podcast going to make it easier for me? I didn't think about that. I just wanted to do something creative because I have been motivated. I've been so inspired lately to do something creative, but I've also had to focus on getting these, my academics, you know, done. So since this is my space to do that within my academics, I'm going to take it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm basically sticking with the podcast. All right. (laughs) Okay, so to the point of this episode, I've decided my primary source, and it is this movie from 2015-2014 called Ix Kanum. Sorry if I mispronounced that. And it follows this indigenous woman or girl named Maria um, who lives with her parents in a small village on the volcano Ix Kanum. Basically, it's it's the movie is named after the volcano, and it the setting is like in rural Guatemala, which is which makes it kind of like isolated, more so, especially because they're on a volcano, so there's not a lot of like settlements that are close to it. Because it the movie really makes an emphasis of like showing that the Volcano almost feels like it's going to erupt at any moment. There's just so much. It it the the volcano sets the atmosphere for the movie. It's it's really amazing. It's visually it's gorgeous. I can I feel haunted by the like the feeling that I got from that movie. I I literally watched this movie like a year ago or more, and it still stays with me. I'm not, I haven't gotten over this movie, and I've watched it several times, too. (laughs) 
anyways um so that's the primary source like kind of like a very general summary that it and it doesn't really do it justice because there's so much going on in the film that i think i want to delve into my research paper about it's just about my argument for this episode is that the hardest part of this stage is like finding the humanistic research question i want to focus on and concern concerning this film it's just and here's a few things to note about this film in general um it's one of the first films made entirely or like made in the i'm gonna butcher this i'm so sorry called Ka, no, Kakshikel Mayan language. It's native Guatemalan, basically. And it's it was like Guatemala's entry into the Academy Awards last year. Or like 20, in 2014, 2015. And it's just so good. The director is Jairo Bustamante. He was a part of this program that was trying to breed and like grow directors in latin america specifically in guatemala because there aren't a lot of films coming out from that region Uh, there are a lot of factors that can explain that that i won't really get into but like it's it's just really amazing that that's a film that came out and i feel like it's just such a it's such a good film it's such a it's such a good debut film too it i i'm just in awe of gyro or the director bustamante this i don't know if i just said this but it literally i am not over it it's a move it, i literally watched this a year ago and i'm not over it ah okay that, okay anyways that this is where I really want to explain like how hard it's going to be to find the focus because this film does so much it the fact that it's in its native language is just the first and it's the first time it's done that that just speaks so many volumes about like the state of cinema today like if you're not telling these type of stories like we're missing something in cinema and what the stories that we're telling we can't be just telling modern stories we need to be t- and these people aren't ancient or like they're not from the past they're still here today so that's so and so we we can't make films that keep making native people to seem like they're part of ancient history because they're still here today you know and that's another thing like a lot of media that there's not there's really not a lot of media that focuses on indigenous or native people and the ones that there are out there usually do a terrible job of representing these people and this film doesn't do that like it does these native people justice as and I know that my perspective is probably limited because I'm not, although I'm not a native person, like I'm not native to the land that I'm on right now. And my bloodline or like my family has, they're like, we've, 
we're wait we're not we're not we're basically not like we are native to the Philippines, but I just I just it's just not the same level as these people are. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, but like excuse me, but like I'm there's just like not a lot of media that represents native people. <laughs> there just isn't, and the ones that are out there. The mo- one that comes most to mind is Apocalypto, which is, which is basically Native people, but like, back and you know, and Pocahontas. That, that's my most drawing example. Like Pocahontas, really, like that's not what I I think should represent a body of people. And there's so much so much wrong with it. And this movie, Ixcanul doesn't do that especially when the and that's a and that's pretty amazing considering that the like this film is centered around womanhood and it's centered around indigenous people because i native women are more likely this is a very like i feel like this is a statistic that has become kind of like secondhand known a second or like it's just been become known that they are they are more vulnerable to violence and trafficking and just like they are more likely to die um there's just so many things that statistics about the native people about like native populations specifically native women that are just they're so it's so horrifying. So just to see this film, like, how, be sensitive to how, like, negative stereotypes, like the sexualization of Native women can have real-world consequences. I I don't even know, I don't know if that was, like, a choice that Bustamante really made. I, I mean, I feel like it was, but it just is, like, second nature to him because this man came from Guatemala. So obviously he's going to be sensitive to these things. And I think that's something that film or like the world of film really needs more of. People who understand. People who get it. Be, not be, not just because they're living it, but because their communities face it. They're from these communities. Not because they think it's it'll make them money, you know, but more like they know these are the stories that they're telling. There needs to be just, there just needs to be more stories like these. Okay, this has become a rant (laughs) of me, like what I think cinema should be, but, uh, and like the, like me just being really critical of cinema today, but like, I just think that that's a question that I could be exploring in my research paper. Like, how is this film breaking stereotypes of native populations and combating Western cinema? Maybe that should be my topic. And I think it might be, but I definitely, it definitely needs a lot more work, which you can tell <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast. But I, there's, there's just like a lot to impact in this movie. And all of this is just surface level stuff. I'm making very surface level statements about this film. 
and I recommend you to watch it. Um, I honestly, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm doing a bad job at explaining or analyzing this film. Um, I think, but like, these are just my initial thoughts after having watched it a, a num- numerous number, like a number of times. There's just so much. There's some. There's some. There's something so special about this film that's that makes it stay with me, and I think, and I could never do it justice with this research paper. But I hope that in some way, I by illuminating it, I can find a way to kind of show like what makes this film so unique because, like, it is a unique film. All right, thank you for listening. I'm I'm keeping this short. (laughs) Um, So in my next podcast, I hope to see you there.